Let's listen to this man. He got some good news for you. Hey, everybody. Gather near. The doctor's in the house. So lend him your ear. The things he can say might even make your day. He might even help your pain go away. The doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you. I'm sure he can tell you just what to do. The doctor is in the house. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the doctor is in the house. Hi, this is Dr. Ron, host of Dr. Ron, unfiltered, uncensored. And today we're going to be talking about some gene therapy. This program contains general medical information. The medical information heard on this program is not advice and should not be treated as such. You are encouraged to confirm any information obtained from this program with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician. And again, I want to thank the panelists and the management at Feedspot, F-E-E-D-S-P-O-T, for selecting us to be in the top 50 doctor podcasts on the web, and we uh, hope to continue to do well and to uh, move up to the top even further. So thank you, Feedspot, feedspot feedspot.com, for those who want to check it out. And uh, again, logic and imagination, so important, so important that you remain the CEO of your own body and do it with an attitude of gratitude, an attitude of gratitude so that you can help your immune system, you can help the way you feel because an attitude of gratitude influences your hormones and boosts your immunity. Same as a good positive attitude, an attitude of gratitude. So today, um, we're going to talk somewhat about this uh, so-called vaccination, which is really a genetic injection. And uh, we'll get to that in a second. I want to go back to my stack of stuff here and um, just talk to you recently about something I saw that may be of interest to you. And it's about your thyroid medications. you know, maybe you've been thinking you you have a problem and it's just you. <clears throat> but, you know, if you've been being treated for a thyroid problem uh, and you're struggling uh, with the symptoms, 
and maybe you think you have no choice but just to keep going and you're having fatigue and hair loss and dry skin and well here's some here's some news for you if you have been or are being treated with high for with medication for hypothyroidism and feel any of those typical underactive thyroid symptoms the problem may not be you ladies and gentlemen or it may not be your condition it could be your medications well Grab your prescriptions. I'll let you know what to look for as a result of the latest warning uh, that every thyroid patient needs to see and share. It's not you, it's them. <clears throat> this isn't just about how thyroid medications uh, are, are made. Some of them are good, but for many people, they're a fact of life. And they can't live without them because th hypothyroidism or uh, unsuspected uh, hypothyroidism is a major problem in this country. And we've talked about that. But right now, uh, one specific type of thyroid medication that I want you to know about uh, because of this report, because they tested batches of it and they just weren't up to stuff. Okay. And it's a, it's a form of N like Nancy, P like Peter, NP thyroid. The company is called Acelia, A-C-E-L-L-A. -L -L -A. Well, their, their products were recalled because why? They lacked potency. Okay. Oh, they were only they were only delivering as some of them were delivering up to 90%, but not a hundred percent. You would say, well, 90% is not too bad, right? But thyroid hormones are in a delicate balance and close enough isn't enough. It's not that you're playing horseshoes or bocce. Okay. You need to have the right dose of thyroid. That 10% decrease in potency can leave you uh, on a short side. So you're suffering uh, the effect of uh, a low thyroid function. You know, uh, you know, the tiredness, fatigue, hair loss, everything we, we talked about and everything, you know, you're, you're experiencing. So you don't have to live with it. You may want to just check your thyroid. It may not be the correct dose for you. So inconsistent potency levels pro are probably more common than uh, we talk about. But, uh, you know, we, we don't always get the reports so we can report them to you. Well, call your doctor if you're, if you're on a... Uh, thyroid medication, see if uh, any of it has been recalled, especially if, you're, especially if you're on the NP thyroid. Okay. And then um, you might also want to take a second step while you're at it, you know, reevaluate your thyroid treatment. Is there a natural way to, that you can boost it so that you <clears throat> don't have to be completely dependent on the drug company? You know, and you might want to have a discussion with your physician about iodine, glandular thyroid, tyrosine. Okay. So, just a word of warning to my uh, good listeners out there. So what else did I have for you? Well, you know, last week, uh, before we get on to the gene therapy, which is the shot, you know, you know I, I uh, phony Fauci, is, it looks like everything he has touched has been a lie. And <clears throat> there's a, uh, a, a reporter named, uh, I can't even pronounce his name, F-E-O-K-I-S-T-O-V who did a, a great history of uh, Fauci's fail at failing since 1984. <clears throat> and he starts out by saying in 2003, 
terrorism was a more immediate national danger than infectious diseases. Dr. Anthony Fauci's National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, and you'll see it abbreviated as NIAID, had just redirected $117 million from infectious diseases to fund a new anthrax vaccine effort in response to the anthrax attacks that happened on 9-11. That was just a small part of the $1.8 billion that Fauci had poured into defense from bioterrorist attacks over the preceding two years. More than half those funds were devoted to anthrax and smallpox alone. And in 2004, Fauci launched a $5.6 billion Project BioShield, the National Institutes of Health biggest outlay for a single research issue until then. You see this man starts spending money early in his career. Uh, he was he definitely is a, a, a bureaucrat. And as you know, he's the highest paid bureaucrat. And he had a lot of um, power over what happened in this country, causing us to have lockdowns and masks. And and no wonder he wore, uh, you know, so many masks. As well. That's a, he needed them to cover up his Pinocchio nose. Anyway, it goes on and on and on. And he, he got a monopoly over the AIDS research and so forth and stole some of the work from France. And uh, so... AZT, uh, of the billions that this man spent on AIDS, AZT was the only AIDS treatment that came out of Fauci's government research system. And he needed help from the private sector. So in 1988, there was an open letter to Fauci that read, quote, you admitted that you are an incompetent idiot. Over the past four years, $374 million has been allocated for AIDS treatment research. You were in charge of spending much of that money, yet after three years, you have established only a system of waste, chaos, and uselessness. That, that's our phony Fauci, and it goes on and on. It turns out that Fauci is an excellent politician who has been surviving in Washington for decades and five presidents, five presidents. So uh, there's your, your Tony Fauci. There's so much that this man has done to, to ruin lives. I live in a community that's I spent, I don't know how much, much money on masks and cleaning supplies. They probably should sue Fauci's and I, you know, National Institute, NIA, you know, for reimbursement because a lot of it was not needed. Was not needed. We'll see what comes of that. Okay. Well, let me calm down a little bit and we'll, we'll get on to our, our subject today. By the way, uh, next Tuesday, uh, we will uh, air a program uh, with Dr. William Wong. And some of the things we'll talk about is uh, COVID damaged organs and uh, vaccine recipients, organs, patients that have a vaccine that are organ donors. Because uh, we know COVID-19 had devastating effects on organs. 
and how with a with this COVID, the, the, the hearts were damaged, the lungs were damaged. But there's there's been because of heart and lung damage, there's been a, an increased demand for organs. So, uh, what happens? You know, especially for people that have uh, organ donors, and they experience one of those multi-system inflammatory syndrome effects. And how did that decrease organ uh, supply? So it's been a, a blow to the organ transplant industry and something that no one is talking about until Dr. Wong and I bring it to you next week is, you know, people that have had the vaccine as the Salk Institute plainly demonstrated is the spike protein that causes the damage and what's being injected into millions of people and kids is the spike protein. So we we will we will talk about that. And speaking about children, I, I wish the media would start reporting on the number of kids that go missing every day, the way they had previously reported on COVID cases. Maybe we could get uh, people's attention on that. What do you think? With all the child trafficking. So I keep telling you uh, that the next to be in charge of your own body, and we will do a program on. Uh, Death by Modern Medicine. And, uh, you know, they surveyed 2,500 people and researchers found that one in every five adults has been on the receiving end of a medical error and one in every three, say someone whose care they were they're closely involved in had experienced medical error. So again, you have to feel comfortable asking questions of doctors. Okay, you have to be very careful about that and comfortable about that. And you have to make informed choices and using proven tools to reduce your risk of illness by maintaining optimal health, right? Have we talked about this this previous year? Have a superior interior. Keep your gut bacteria strong where 85% of your immunity resides. You have to do everything you can to stay healthy and avoid chronic and infectious diseases because, sorry to say, doctors are the third leading cause of death. And if you meet a medical provider who is not open to answering your questions or whose trust you question, easy to, you know, what I'm, my recommendation is, you know, find a new service provider. Okay, a few words about this genetic shot, this this uh, man-made spike protein. One comedian said the problem with the gene pool is that is that there is no lifeguard. So there is no lifeguard in this 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 uh, gene therapy, which went from the computer screen right into your body. None at all. The, the no, no short term, no long term. It just it, we just got you know they advise everybody to get shot with it. Now there some places are demanding you for for if you want to be employed or go to school that you get this shot. Well, Dolores Cahill, who's a professor of translational research and molecular genetics, School of Medicine, University College Dublin. 
She is a, a I would take a half hour to read all her, her citations. You know what she was speaking about these RNA vaccines, and she said, "quote I, suppo- I suppose there are potentially three adverse reactions, beginning with anaphylaxis. You know what that is? We talked about it. Severe, potentially life-threatening allergic reaction during the first week after the shot. Now, if you had that, obviously." Obviously, you do not get the second shot. Then there are the real adverse events against whatever is the real mRNA in the vaccines. We don't have full disclosure or full transparency. And when the person, quote unquote, vaccinated comes across the coronavirus sometime later, what happened in the animal studies, 20% or 50% or 100% of the animals died. Among people over 80, maybe about 2.5% will experience severe side effects, adverse events, where people cannot work or live life normally. With the second vaccination, it it could be one to 10%. For the 80-year-olds, I would think that 80% of them would have life-limiting reactions or die when they come across the messenger RNA again. For others, not elderly, it could be half the people who could be severely harmed. And this is not uh, a, a contradicting what Dr. Mikovic said last week, that 50 million people could die in the next two years from these injections. So what it does is gene therapy or a medical device is setting up for an autoimmune disease that will be with you chronically. Dr. Cahill says it's like injecting people with uh, who have nut allergies with peanuts. That would be crazy. Well, that's what this is. She says it's crazy. And anaphylaxis is only the first wave. Then you have anaphylaxis and allergy rec- uh, reactions during the second wave. But the third wave occurs when you come across whatever the messenger RNA is against. So this messenger RNA is supposed to be against a virus or bacteria, whatever. And now you have stimulated your immune system to have a low-grade autoimmune disease, not immunity to yourself per se, because the mRNA is expressing a viral protein. So as you said, you made yourself a GMO. And your immune system that is meant to push the viruses and bacteria out Now the autoimmune reaction is attacking your body in a low-grade manner, chronically. And then as, you know, the ferrets in the the prior studies with the mRNAs when they were using it for cancer, they looked like they were developing great antibodies until they put that right real virus near them, then they all died. And remember, when you get a coronavirus, it comes in through your respiratory system, comes in through your nose, your throat, and your body has mechanisms to, to that go into place immediately. But when this is injected, this spike protein is injected into your deltoid muscle, it gets into your circulatory system. You know, and they did some. Uh, they, they, they try to trick your cells. They put a lipid protein, a lipid a nanoparticle around this uh, mRNA that makes it look like a LDL, you know, LDL cholesterol, 
So it gets into your cells and then stimulates your DNA to make antibodies. Well, some of these spike proteins actually are ending up in the, in the circulatory system. They're ending up in the brain. And that's what's causing a lot of uh, uh, problems like the myocarditis, uh, the Bell's palsy, you know, difficulty with your uh, balance. So she's predicting organ failure because she thinks your immune system is going to kill your own organs and that the death will be from organ failure. If you have, she says, if you have one or two comorbidities, the energy the immune system requires to boost your immune system will make the older person very tired and exhausted and not have the capacity to survive if, if you have these underlying conditions. Normally, because the mRNA is in every cell of your body, it's, it's almost unstoppable. It destroys your heart your spleen, your lungs, your liver. And remember, it, it will attack any place where there's the ACE receptors. And as I said last week, they are in your testicles and in your ovaries. So a lot of people will be very sterile. So she agrees that it is absolutely a dangerous gene therapy. Gosh, it's really, it's really frightening, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, this was released on our country. When we had therapeutics, we had hydroxychloroquine, we had ivermectin. And as you'll see over the next coming weeks, as more Fauci's emails are released, you know, he had a lot to do with, with posting the uh, bogus studies on hydroxychloroquine, uh, why I say bogus? Because the studies were uh, were designed to give uh, patients high doses of hydroxychloroquine late in the disease, when it has been known that if you give hydroxychloroquine in the first couple of days, first three days of symptoms. In other words, if you went and got a test and you came back positive, you should have been started immediately on hydroxychloroquine. He demonized ivermectin. He made sure that the that Facebook, Twitter, uh, the politicians, the talking heads on television, all were in step with what he said. And as it turns out, he knew these therapies would work. Now remember, this coronavirus is an RNA virus. The Moderna vaccine is an RNA vaccine. She says, quote, gene activation involves transcription of DNA into messenger RNA and then to gene-derived proteins. So this messenger RNA can potentially be converted to DNA in the presence of an enzyme called reverse transcriptase. And then, you know what? It could become linked to your native DNA. Just think of that. A possibility of vaccine RNA being converted to DNA and permanently inserted into the human genome. So this is what you're not hearing. 
you're not hearing about this at all. Uh, I get so upset when I, when when this stuff comes out. It's just it's just crazy because we have therapies. We have therapies for this. So that was Dr. Dolores Cahill. So a, a great investigative reporter, uh, John Rappaport, uh, he has been on top of this right from the beginning. He has been right on top of everything, right from the fir first uh, scare and fear mongering. Boy, did that... Did they get us fear? Did they give us a, a dose of fear? Did they make us shiver and and keep inside? And how many people did they kill by not allowing people to be outside and getting vitamin D? How many elderly did not go for the regular checkups and died? How many people died of heart attacks and strokes because they couldn't get to the hospital? This is a catastrophe, ladies and gentlemen. Fear really drives people' uh, emotions, it is, and fear is a powerful emotion. You know, whether we experience fear consciously or unconsciously, it results in powerful results in our lives and people around us. So we have to dismantle our fears and therefore dismantle this epidemic. And I've been telling you about the reports of deaths and adverse events as rep uh, reported by the um, uh, CDC every Friday. By the way, and now uh, if vaccine side effects, you have to die in order for them to say it was a side effect from the vaccine. How do you like that? If you have an allergic reaction and you spend a week in the hospital, that, that doesn't count. You have to die. And of the reported events, as I keep telling you, it's only uh, one to 10%. So you got to multiply it by 10 or 100 to get to the true estimate of human damage done by these genetic injections. So the BBC was a source of an article that of what can go wrong when genes are deployed. And the, the title of the article was, was The Genetic Mistakes That Could Shape Our Species. Okay, so, you, you know, genetic research is, is, is uh, full of surprises. From the rabbits that are altered to be leaner that inexplicably ended up with much tongues that are so large they couldn't eat to cattle that were tweaked to lack horns that were inadvertently endowed with a long stretch of bacterial DNA in their gene. So, you know, you, you, you set out to do one thing and something else as a result. Quote, more, rec more recently, researchers at the Francis Crick Institute in London warned that editing the genetics of human embryos can lead to unintended consequences by analyzing data from previous experiments, they found approximately 16% had accidental mutations that would not have been picked up via standard test. So you again, you, you edit one part and you end up with a domino effect in other parts and other mutations that you didn't even think was going to happen. 
That's the ripple effect. And where does the real error rate in, in, in secret labs, that especially these ones that want to create different humans? And that, and that does, we don't even know what's going on in China. We do know that they did have one, one uh, experiment that went horribly wrong with a, a, an in utero genetic treatment. Twin baby girls were born with the instructions to create a specific type of protein. And hey, now, what do you think? What do you think this present injection, this COVID injection? These RNA vaccines are supposed to force cells in our body to produce a specific protein, right? It's called a spike protein, but it's a protein. And the Salk Institute says it is the spike protein that is causing uh, all the symptoms and the disease. And remember, those twin baby girls, by the way, they, they produce a large variety of proteins. So is the COVID so-called vaccine only forcing the production of that, just the one intended spike protein? Well, you know what? Nobody can answer that because there's been no large-scale study of vaccinated people to find out. It's supposed to result in a spike protein, but what are the unintended proteins? And what are their effects? We don't know. And are we going to pass any of these computer-designed, edited, Gen genes to a future generations in our DNA. We don't know. And these COVID RNA injections are called vaccines in order to conceal the fact that they are a global genetic experiment. A global genetic experiment. It is, they are experimental, they are investigational. And that would that blows my mind, or as uh, Dr. Smith would say, blows my circuits that they would allow an investigational drug to be injected into children unless they have some idea in the lab of exactly what's going to happen and it can't be good. There's huge mounting numbers of injuries and deaths. The picture is clear. The genetic experiment currently in process is against the human population. And I don't think we know everything that's going on. We have not been told everything. Uh, we know we have GMO crops. We have GMO mosquitoes. They, they released them down in the Everglades already. There's GMO cattle, there's GMO rabbits. The question is, are we GMO human beings? So ladies and gentlemen, just uh, my two cents about uh, these injections that are going on, we really don't know. Uh, and that's the problem, there's, there's been no transparency, there's been no follow-up. All right, so stay stay hydrated, ladies and gentlemen. You know, you're really mostly dehydrated when you wake up in the morning. You know, if you have a plant that's dried out, the soil's real dry, and you pour water onto it, what happens? 
doesn't get absorbed, does it? So in the morning, take it slow. Drink your water like you would uh, feed your dried up plant. And people have ever even gone through the process of weighing mattresses and mattresses uh, have about a liter of water extra in them. 25 kilograms actually when you overnight. And if you're really tired when you get up in the morning, it could be the air you breathe. There could be, as I've been telling you for years, the electromagnetic fields, the Wi-Fi. Turn off your Wi-Fi at night. Whether you're feeling tired or not, you should, that should be automatic. Turn off that, that wireless printer also. So drinking, drinking water between meals is a great idea. Half hour before meals and one and a half to two hours after a meal. The reason you want to do not want to drink water with your meal is because it dilutes the acids and chemicals needed to digest your food. And do not drink till it comes out your ears, as you're, as we have been told. And believe it or not, unless you have a medical condition that states otherwise, you need about a teaspoon of salt a day. I'm talking about Himalayan salt that has, you know, 82 minerals in it, and the seawater has 92. I could be off one or two, but it's, it's that 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 many minerals in, in Himalayan salt. So fresh air, good water, a good positive attitude. Uh, and you know what? Your your body will respond. But I'm finding, especially here in Florida, bodies are crying for water. I think a lot of people are sick. They're just thirsty and dehydrated. You know, mucus is 90% water. The lining of your stomach has water. And you lose water all day long. You lose water through your kidneys, right? Urination, through your skin, through your bowels, through your lungs. And guess what? You don't have a reserve tank of water, do you? So, Dr. T, thank you for monitoring this uh, broadcast today. Uh, next week, as I say, we will have a conversation about organs and blood donations, how the coronavirus has affected it, and, and how vaccinated people are affecting it. Nobody's talking about it. And now all of a sudden, nobody's talking about the billions of masks that are being disposed of with microplastics that are already getting into the ocean and into the fish. But you know, somebody has to take care of that. Somebody has to take care of it. So don't be fearful. Have a great day. And we will see you next week with Dr. Wong. And thank you for uh, being a member of this podcast. Give us a, a rating if you're on Apple. We much appreciate it. And we're every place, so just Dr. Ron, unfiltered, uncensored. Uh, I think it's PodPage. We are now have a, a web page called PodPage where you, you can see all of our uh, uh, podcasts. I think we're up to like 369 of them. Some better than others, but, you know, a little bit of information every day. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. See you next week. Hey everybody, Dr. Ron's finished for the day. I hope you got some good wisdom for what the man had to say. If it's all about good health, he's the man you got to see. He 
has a lot more answers for you. So tune in next week when the doctor is in the house. Or when the doctor is in the house. And let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you. I'm sure he can tell you just what to do. The doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house. So if you have a pain, call the doctor. If you have a strain, call the doctor. Let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. See you next week.